I also want to acknowledge our church in, uh, church in Liberia, Pastor Anthony Lawrence. His fiance is, is in the hospital, and we had gotten word uh, that she needed uh, uh, some blood. And you know, uh, there they're in a deprived, deprived state kind of financially, and uh, there are some things that was much needed. So you want to keep her in prayer as well that that she makes it through this ordeal. Amen. So Second Kings chapter number seven and. Uh, the title of our message this morning is called Risk Takers. Risk Takers. Risk Takers. Father, now, we thank you already for your presence. So God, just move me and allow your Holy Spirit to operate through me. And let your anointing, Father God, rest and just take full control. And I thank you for it right now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen, amen. All right, Second Kings chapter number 7. And we're going to begin with verse number three. Talking about risk takers, risk takers, risk takers. Uh, in verse number three in Second Kings chapter 7, it says, And there were four lepers men at the entering in of the gate. And they said one to another, Why sit we here until we die? Why do we sit here until we die? Now, I want to expound some on this verse number three. It talks about these four leopards men, they're leopards. Now, knowing that they are sitting uh, at the entering in of the gate, this is where they've positioned themselves, but they are in a condition. Now, they're on the outside of the city, but they, are, they have a condition, they're leopards. Now, when we look at the book of Numbers, we're going to walk through the page. Let's look at, go to the book of Numbers, and we will understand chapter number 5, why they are on the outside of the city. They're sitting there, but they, they, they are in a mind state. They, they are thinking, why do we sit here and die? Why, why sit here in the same condition that we're in? Why, why, why remain here? They were contemplating. Now, this is how they ended up on the outside of, of the gate. This is how they're out, they end on the outside. Numbers chapter number 5. Are we there? Number, the book of Numbers chapter number 5. Beginning at verse number 2. Well, I'm going to read verse number 1 first. It says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Command the children of Israel that they put out of the camp every leper and every one that had an issue and whosoever is defiled by the dead. Both male and female shall ye put out, out without the camp, and shall ye put them that they defile not the camp in the midst whereof I dwell. So we have book of Numbers, chapter number 5. Verse number 4 says, And the children of Israel did so, and they put them out without the camp, meaning they're outside of the, the camp, as the Lord has spoken to Moses, so did the children of Israel. See, they, they, they had a condition. Now, uh, we will find in, in the book of uh, Galatians, it's like this when we talk about corruption. Uh, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. In other words, when what Jesus was saying there, and he has, he's, one time he spoke to his disciples, he was telling them about purging the, the leaven, and they couldn't understand what he was talking about. They thought he was just talking about bread. But that wasn't what he was speaking of. He was talking about the doctrine. 
So we have to be very careful in what doctrine that we take in because it can become contaminated and it can corrupt us. But here it is, we find these lepers. Now they, they have been sitting outside of the city. They were outside the gate. Now, by law, what happened here, they had to be put out because they had this disease. But we're going to see today that that disease is not just physical, but that disease was also spiritual. Amen? Now, I found something else. I discovered something else when we were talking about uh, uh, these lepers. Now, first thing we would think about is when we see people that have really gone through life, and sometimes people like to put them away from them. They like to keep them out. You know what I'm saying? If they got some situations going on in their life, they, they don't want to be touched by them, you know, and, and thinking that they can be defiled. Now, if you got God, you can't be defiled. Amen. Amen. Now, I'm going to show you something I, I, I discovered. Let's go to Second Kings chapter, I think Second Kings chapter number 5, I believe. Back to Second Kings chapter number 5. Second Kings chapter number 5. We're talking about risk takers. Second Kings chapter number 5. Now, we're talking about these, these, these lepers. You know, they, they have a condition. But I also see where society is also in, in this text. Now, in chapter number 5 in Second Kings, verse number 1 says, Now, Naaman. Now, the word Naaman there means beautiful or it means desirable. It says, And Naaman, he was the captain of the host of the king of Syria. Now, that word Syria, that means uh, he who perishes with the father. Now, he was, he was a captain of the host of the king of Syria. The Bible says he was a great man with his master. He was honorable because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man of valor. You, you see his characteristics, right? Yeah, yeah his characteristics. He, he's, he's a mighty man. He's honorable. He's a captain of the host. But look, look at the latter part. He says, he was also a mighty man of valor, but he also had a condition. He was what? He was a leper. So, now, if you remember now, in, in, in the book of Numbers, chapter number 5, the Lord was saying, you put those that had, uh, had leper, a disease of the skin, you would put them outside of the, outside of the camp. Now, when you look at Second uh, Kings, chapter number 5, you see Naaman, who had the same condition, but he was allowed to lead. Not double standard of what? <laughs> That's double standard, right? Now, according to the law, he was supposed to have been up there with the other leopards. But he was not. What he was, he was in a position of leadership. You see the double standards? See, it's just like when you're in a position of leadership, it's okay to have that disease. But when it comes down to uh, what we would call, well, what some people would call those people that don't really have it, amen, or we think that don't have it, then you put them outside the camp, okay? Because that's what happened with these, these four lepers, okay? But they had something that most people don't really understand when it comes down to people that, that has a condition, Okay? Let's go back to, to 2 Kings chapter number 7, going back. Now, we're talking about risk takers. See, either we can sit at the entrance of the gate and worry about what's going to happen if I go in, uh, remain in that condition, or we can become a risk taker and get up and move. So many people are stuck. 
They're stuck because they're in a condition in their minds. It's not because God has not changed the condition or their circumstances or environment, but they're really stuck in their minds. Amen? They're stuck in their minds now. But we, as the body of Christ, we have to become risk takers. Amen? Now, in Second uh, uh, um, Kings chapter number 7, it also talks about uh, there's some things that have to take place. One thing we have to understand is this. Now, the Bible says um, in verse number 2, uh, in Second Kings chapter number 7, it says, Then the Lord on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be? And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine own eyes, but thou shalt not eat thereof. Dropping down to verse number 4, because see, a prophecy had already gone forth. Now, in verse number 4 says, uh, here is the lepers are talking. Verse number 4, they come, they're in conversation. Now, remember, they're all in the same condition, but they're talking to one another. Well, they do something that most church folk don't do when they get mad. Talk to one another. Amen. Here, they were all in the same pot. They were all in the same boat. But they, they had enough sense to communicate. See, a lot of times we don't go forward because we don't communicate. Amen. Now, verse 4 says, now this is what they say. If we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city. And we shall do what? Die there. And if we sit still here, we will die also. You see, for a moment there, they're coming to their common senses. Amen? Now, they say if we, if we, if we sit out here, we're going to die. Then it says, well, there's a famine going on in the city. And it says that we should die there. And if we sit still here, we die also. Now, therefore, come, let us fall unto the host of the Syrians. And that word Syria means are ready to perish with the Father. Then it says, if they save us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. See, they come to a divine revelation. That if we stay on the outskirts of the situation and remain in my condition, I'm going to die. But if I happen to go into the city where there is a famine, <laughs> you know, we may die. But it's a real possibility we just might live. So God says, I said, God, well, what's the, what's the risk taken there? God says, what's happening there, they were paralyzed by fear. That was the reason why they didn't move. See, a lot of times we become paralyzed by fear and we remain in our condition. So, therefore, we won't go, go see what's on the other side. Amen? We will not cross over to the other side. Now, we've got to remember this. The Bible says, uh, I think it's in, in, in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter number 7, verse number 1, it talks about cleansing both the flesh and the spirit. You have to cleanse both. You say, well, how is it that my spirit is nasty? Yeah, your spirit can come contaminated. See, see when, when we, uh, the Bible talks about cleansing the flesh. That means we have to cleanse our, our passions. See, our, our f- passions come through our flesh, okay? Not only do passions come through our flesh, but we have an appetite that comes through our flesh. So therefore, we have to cleanse our flesh from those passions that's not of God as well as the, of our appetites. And then we've got to cleanse our spirit, the inner man. So they, they come to this understanding in and, and, and 2 Kings chapter number 7, hey, we've got to do something different. <laughs> that, 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 that's, the, that's the conclusion they came to that they had to come to something different. 
Because if we ever know, have you ever thought about our own life? We remain in a certain situation all the time and never moved out of that place because we weren't risk takers. Now, let me give you an experience, and then we're going to continue with the word. I remember once I had uh, uh, many job offers, the same job offer. I was comfortable in the position that I was in. I, I, I knew it backwards, forward, frontward, taught everybody how to do it. I can go spend two hours for lunch. It'd been all right. When I come back, everything would be okay. All of a sudden, I get this job offer. I get this job offer, which I thought in my mind, because see, the thing that will paralyze us in our mind. Thinking, oh, if I take this position, which was a higher position, then I'm going to have more work. I can't do what I'm doing now. I can't relax. I'm easy street. Because once you know a job, you can kind of really relax in it. Well, what I did know that when I finally made a decision and God had to give me a crazy dream about cleft old dollar and taking a test, and I, I, it didn't make any sense to me, but when the job offer came to me again, maybe probably for the third or fourth time, and when I finally made the decision to take the job, I became a risk taker. Because when I stepped over into the new job, it was a whole lot more easier than the job I had just left. But see, I was paralyzed with fear. A lot of times we are paralyzed with fear and we will not go to the next place. Now watch what happens when we come to a decision, okay, I'm going to move. I'm not going to remain in this condition. Looking at 2 Kings chapter number 7. Now, watch what happens in verse number 5. Now, here, here they are. Now, they, they know they got this condition, but they get a revelation. See, sometimes revelation comes from communicating with one another. <laughs> so somebody, see, in everybody, somebody has something that you need. Somebody, some of you all out there has something that I need. Amen. And everybody, everybody has something what the next person needs. Amen. We're not somebody, the Bible says they got all the answers. It does not work that way. All right. So when they begin to communicate, okay, watch what happens in verse number five. Verse five says, and they rose up in the what? Twilight. That's the key. They rose up. In the twilight. Now, the word twilight, that means to, to blow up with freshness. They rose up with a new revelation. They rose up with a... See, you got, when, when God gives you that revelation, you got to act on it right then. Because if you don't act on it right then, you'll, still, you'll remain in the same condition and in the same place. But when they come to that revelation, the Bible says they rose up in twilight. Once they got that revelation, okay, if I stay here, I'm going to die. If I cross over, I, I might die, even though the conditions is just as bad, you know. But I still got to take that chance, become a risk taker, and I'm, I'm going to see what's going to happen on the other side. Most people don't want to go on the other side, right? Because it's nothing but fear. That f fear is nothing but a blown up image that comes from Satan. <clears throat> it's the opposite of faith. Now, when you look at it, they, they decide to, to, to rise up in, in, in the twilight. Then the Bible says to go unto the camp of the Syrians. And the Bible says, and when they will come to the uttermost part of the camp of Syria, behold, there was what? No man there. I wonder... How long they had been sitting on the other side of the gate? How long have we been sitting on the other side of the fence, not knowing that God had something greater for us on the other side, and we still sitting there, and then when we finally make the decision to go there, look what happens. Nobody was there. So that lets us know whatever that thing was, it was just an image in our minds. 
It was just an image. So they get there, and they find that no man was there. They got to the border. They was right at the edge, right there where they were supposed to be gods. Even the gods wasn't there. In other words, God said, Brother, when you, when you become a risk taker and follow the divine revelations of God, he said, them demons you think that's that waiting on you, he said, they ain't going to even be there. And there's a reason why they're not going to be there. Amen. There's, there's a reason why they, even those demonic forces won't be there. Now, verse number 6 says, For the Lord had made the host. Now, who did this? The Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear what? A noise. I mean, he made them. Yo, see, God will let your enemy hear noise. The same noise the enemy put on you, God, so I'm going to turn that thing around. I'm going to make your enemy hear noise. Can you imagine? You, it, that's just like Elijah, you know, when, when he was just spoken about how uh, uh, Jezebel was going to get him. He'd take off running. She just said it. She didn't say she was going to do it. He just heard about it. But, but here it is, when it comes down to this noise, it said the Lord heard, um, had sent forth a noise, made the host of the Syrians, your enemy, our enemy, uh, to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses. Horses mean power. You know, um, and, and then it goes on to say, even the noise of a great host. In other words, God will let your enemy, I, I hear your Holy Spirit, God will let your enemy hear the marches of the angelic beings. That's there to fight for you. Amen. See, we, not only do we have a cloud of witnesses, but we've got some warriors. We've got some angelic beings that will fight for us. Amen. So, so what the enemy heard, they, they heard those angelic beings. And so at, then the Bible says, and so they said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to come upon us. And verse 7 says, Wherefore they arose, and what did they do? They fled in the twilight. They, the moment, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. The moment that we get a revelation in the twilight, the enemy gets a revelation too at the same time. So you see how powerful God is. I mean, you see how awesome God is. You see, the, the God begins to operate in that supernatural. He's sending them angels. I can just hear the, I can hear footsteps of the angels. Ha, huh, Jesus. I can hear the footsteps. And see, not only do we hear those footsteps, but Satan hear them saying footsteps too. But he also knows it's a different kind of footstep. He knows it's not our, our little Mickey footsteps. You know, he knows that. He knows the difference between the footsteps of those angelic beings, those warriors that he had a fight with in heaven, than our footsteps. That's why they get to stepping. Whenever you see your enemy get to stepping, you better know they know that the angelic beings are on their way, and they're on your way, on their way, on our behalf. Amen? And what they do, they take a flight. They will take a flight. Why are we so paralyzed? But we've got, God said we have got to become risk takers. And once we become those risk takers, what we're afraid of is not really there. It's just an image up in our minds, put there by Satan. It's just an image. I, we have this picture, and I'm getting back to the scripture. We have this picture someone gave us in our home. And uh, it's right there over the television, because you know most of them, you know, if you, you, if you want to see something all the time, you put it right over the TV, okay? And, th and it has a picture. Of, 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 of the, the winds all around this man. And all, I mean, the lightning is, is flashing and the winds are blowing. 
And he's, and it looks like, and the other day I looked, it looked like part of the earth began to crack and back up. But it also there was water in between the break. And I could see this man getting ready to step out, but I also saw a hand that was bidding him to come to, to walk on that water. See, God is calling for us to be water walkers. Amen. In other words, he's calling us to be water walkers. In other words, step out on faith and watch what God will do in your life. Amen. I mean, we've got to become risk takers. And I said, God, you're just so awesome. You're awesome. You're awesome. Anybody excited besides me? Because <laughs> I, I am excited. I'm, y'all have to excuse me, but I am excited. Amen. I'm excited, the Lord. Because he says, Brother, you've been paralyzed with fear too long. He said, you've been paralyzed with fear too long. He said, step out. He said, it's already done. It's already done. Wherever you're trying to go to, wherever God has called for you to go to, wherever God has called for you to do, God says, it is already done, and we are the whole look. Because we see the image of Satan and not the vision of God. Oh, I hear you, Holy Spirit. Not the vision of God. He said, that image, that, that fear that you have, the reason why you won't step forward, he said, that's from the enemy. He said, everything is already set and in motion. Everything is already set. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Now, let's get back. Let's get back. Now, the enemy, the enemy's on the run. When he hears the, when he hears the, the, the host, the footsteps, just a, can you imagine a noise scares the devil? You know how it is when we're at home and we hear noise, especially when we're by ourselves in this nighttime. I mean, we imagine all kinds of stuff, right? <laughs> we imagine all kinds of stuff. So, so the enemy will imagine, he, they'll know that it's those angelic beings. Now, verse number 8 says, and watch this. Watch, watch, watch this. It says, and when these lepers came to the othermost part of the camp, they went into what? One tent. In other words, they had one mindset. They, could get another, they got another mindset because they got a divine revelation. The Bible says, and did eat and drink and carried then silver, gold, raiment, and went out. And what did they do? They hid it. You know, you know, you could be broke so long and you get a few coins. You, you, somebody said, you got no money? No, I ain't got no. <laughs> You know why? That's because you're so used to, you're used to them coming and asking. Now, finally, when God gives you two nickels and a dime, first thing we say, you know, you know God blesses, well, I don't have anything. Okay? But, the, but that, that's natural. That's natural what they did. That, that's a natural thing. Okay? So, but, but, but what God is saying, he, he said, listen, while you were sitting on the other side of that, that gate, he said, I was already planning some stuff for you. I got, I got, see, the enemy had to let loose your goods, okay? Now, he says, the Bible says there, he says, And when these lepers, which had a condition, they came to the othermost part of the camp, they went into one tent, and they did eat, and they drank, and carried then silver, gold, ramen, and went out and hid it. The latter part says, and then they, they came again. See, nobody can bless you like God can. Nobody can bless you like God can. See, that's why we need to not look to man for what we need. We got to look to God who has all the riches and glory. See, God has an unlimited supply. Amen. He has an unlimited supply. The Bible says that if they came again, they entered into another tent. That means your mindset has to go a little bit further. Okay? You, because God, you're a risk taker. See, risk takers are always moving. They're always watching for an opportunity. 
for, for, for God to speak. And once God speaks, you got to move on that opportunity. And the reason why, because I never forget this lady that was in a wheelchair. She was paralyzed. She told me, she said, Brenda, she said, an opportunity. And y'all excuse me for anybody that's had shaving. Okay, Dr. Manley and some others. It says, this is what, this is what the, Ms. Uh, her name is uh, uh, um, uh, Marcin. She says, um, an opportunity is like a bald head man. So if you're not careful, it will slide right over. That's what she's talking about, an opportunity. Now, uh, it's, and, and that's true. And the reason why, I don't know about y'all, but I missed a lot of opportunities, right, that God had brought my way. A lot of opportunities. So that's why we have to become risk takers. And every little saying that somebody gives you, you make sure that you hold on to it because you don't never know when it's going to be beneficial for you to use. Amen? Amen. Because God brings revelations in all those things. When people speak some things, you're like, hmm, okay. I, I, heard, I, I heard something the other day, I, I, and it was on the news, and I'm like, that's unusual, especially coming from the news. You know, it was says. Uh, if you allow people to remain in, if you remain in silence, they'll forever think everything is okay. In other words, if you keep your mouth shut, if you stay in silence, the other individual won't know how you feel or what's going on because they'll think everything is okay. So, so, so every little tidbit that that's, that the Holy Spirit brings, we need to grab hold to that and hold it within our bosom because we don't ever know when that thing's gonna come up again, and it will be for our benefit to go and do the Lord's work. Amen. Now, they show up, the mindset changing. God is forever moving. God is a progressive God. He's a progressive God. Now, verse 9 says, Then said they one to another, We do not well. Now, you know, out of, out of the excitement of getting blessed with all that God's going to give you, and you know, by the time we get through, if God bless somebody with a million dollars, by the time we get through spending buying the house, buying the car, you know, and forget about God and all that stuff, you know, what we're going to buy, you know. But, but when you come down off of that high, you know, you have not been on a spiritual high before. And when you come down off that high, you, that's when you come to your senses. Amen. That let you know that all that ain't just for you. <laughs> Amen. 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 Because here now, they, they come to an understanding. They say in verse number nine, then said one to another, We do not well. This day is a day of what? Good tidings. And we hold our peace. You know how God, God bless you, you know, we, I'm not going to tell nobody. Well, they're going to be at my doorstep. That's true, right? <laughs> Amen. And, and most times that is true, you know. Uh, if you sing it, yeah, you're going to have some other some people to join your choir. <laughs> Amen. Amen. They're going to join you quiet, so you have to be careful in that, okay? But they say this now, and, and, and you have to know where, where to release the blessings of God. Now, it says in the latter part of 9, if we tarry till the morning light, some mischief will come upon us. Now, therefore, come that we may go and do what? Tell the what? The king's household. See, the king's household is the body of Christ. The king's, those that are walking with God. I mean, she says, we, we can't keep all this to ourselves. That's just like the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can't keep all that to yourself. You've got to tell somebody about the goodness of God. You've got to tell somebody when God heals your body. Amen. You've got to tell somebody when, when God will set you free and deliver you. You've got to tell somebody. Because, see, somebody out there needs to know about the power of God. Amen. 
We were at Sister LaVarne's father memorial yesterday, and I think about seven people got saved yesterday at the services. I praise God. See, the man began to talk about Jesus. Amen? Her, the, 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 her, her, her father had already took his flight. He already gone. He in the presence with the Lord. Amen? All that was what, what we knew normally, our routine, traditional thing that we do. But he began to minister to those that was actually there in the congregation, the family. Amen? And from the midst of all of that, then seven souls came forth. Praise God. And one of them, was, two of them, was the sister of our children. Amen. So we just thank and praise God for that. So you're talking about good news. Tell somebody about Jesus. It is time for us to start speaking up and shouting from the rooftop about this man called Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. It's no more than somebody that's trying to tell you who Jesus is or who he's not. We've got to begin to tell people about who Jesus is and what he's done in our lives. God is an awesome God, y'all. He is an awesome God. If you need to be healed, God will heal you. If you want to be set free from whatever ailment you may have, God will do that. He'll, I'm, I'm learning. The Dr. Man, I went to the doctor the other day, and they was telling about the different stuff he needed to take for his body. And, and I got to thinking, I ain't crazy. If this doctor's going to tell him he needs to eat this and the stuff we don't like, like the spinach and all that stuff, you know, you know, making them smoothies and taste crazy, you know, you know, you know, carrots and tomatoes and some word I can't even pronounce, some kind of herb and all that, and then that spinach. Nasty taken, but let me tell you, it's good for the body. Amen. So I, I contemplated on that thing. I said, hmm, if it's good for him, that means it's good for me. Amen. Because I'm looking all around, I'm seeing people, you know, as, as we, we, we progress in age, we begin to do away and become more and more sick. So I'm saying, okay, God, if this will help flush out his body, it's going to help flush out my body too. So every morning when I make it, I make sure I got my cup too. I'm, I'm learning to, to ask God to help me with my taste buds. Amen. And, and I feel I get more energy from it. It's not so much I got to take the B12 shot, I mean the B12 tablet to get that energy. When I do what I need to do, like I should have been doing many years ago, then my whole body would be so small as it looking like, Err. that's how Dr. Man do when he gets ready to drink it. It's like, wait. But I drink it with a smile. Amen. Because it's good for the body. Amen. Just like Jesus is good for the body, so is what we take into our body good for our body. Amen. All right. Now, risk takers. And that's another risk taker too. Amen. Amen. When you get to change from your diet. Amen. But, but here it is now. They're ready to, as they're getting their blessings, now they're ready to share it with someone else. But you, you see what happened there? What happened there, if they had remained on the other side of the gate, you know, sitting there, just, just thinking about it and contemplating, they never would receive those blessings that was on the other side. You see, what's, see, God got so much on the other side, just waiting for us. And not only for us, but for other people too. See, God got some awesome blessings. Now, in, in 2 Kings chapter number 7, let me hurry. Verse number 10 says, So they came and they called unto the port of the city. And they told them, saying, We came to the camp of the Syrians, and behold, there was no man there, neither voice of a man, but horses tied, asses tied, and the tents as they were. Everything was left in place. Everything is left in place. Now, one thing, when we begin to tell good people what God has done in our lives, and, how, and, and just the fact that if we would adorn ourselves with the Lord, everybody's not going to believe you. Amen? Everybody's not going to believe. Amen. Everybody's not going to believe. So you, you deliver it, and it's up to them whether or not they want to receive it. Amen. 
Amen. Now, looking at this, drop down to verse number 13. Verse 13 in the same chapter. It says, and one of his servants answered and said, let some, because see, when they don't, they got to go uh, 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 view it out to make sure that they are telling them the truth. See, in other words, like Nicodemus, come by night. You know how it is. When you tell people how good God is and what God has done in your life and how he's changed your life and how he's healed your body, then they won't tell you directly. Amen. They'll play that Nicodemus that they'll do it by night because they don't want you to know they're doing what you told them to do. Amen. <laughs> but it's going to work for them. Amen. And then you, you're still going to see the outcome because it's going to work for them because it's Jesus in the midst of it. Amen. Now, verse number 13 says, And one of his servants answered and said, Let some take, I pray thee, five of the horses remain, which are left in the city. In other words, they, they had depleted their resources. They had depleted their resources. Because you're talking about a city that only had five horses left. Then it says, which are left in the city, behold, they are as all the multitude of Israel that are left in it. Behold, I say, they are even as all the multitude of Israel that are consumed, and let us sin and see. See, some folks, they can't operate by faith. They got to see. See, God wants us to, as risk takers. He wants us to operate by faith. Amen. You, I mean, you, I, I, it's like this. It's not faith I got, if I got to see it. That means I can do it. Amen. But see, when, when, when you're stepping out, you're risk-taking, you're stepping out on a place you never, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit, a place that you have never been before. And when you step out on that place you've never been before, God got supernatural blessings on the other side that you cannot even begin. He will put, won't he, he will put words in your mouth. The Scripture will become real. He say, don't, don't worry about what you got to say. He said, at that very hour, he said, I'll put the words in your mouth. See, what's, what's wrong with, with, with people not witnessing is the fact they got, they're doing it in their own strength. They're not trusting God. But when you trust God and you step out on what God says, God says, I will put the words in your mouth. And when it's God's words in your mouth and in my mouth, then healing's got to take place. Amen. Why? Because it's God's words. Amen. Amen. So, so here they are now. Now, 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 um, slow down, brother. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, verse number 15 says, um, and they went after them into, into Jordan, and lo, watch this, all the way was full of garments and vessels which the enemy had cast away in their haste, and the messengers returned and told the king. And the people went out, and they spoiled the tents of the enemy, so a measure of fine flour was sold for a shekel, and two measures of barley for a shekel according to the word of the Lord. See, that goes back to verse number 1 in chapter number 7, that verse there. But what we got to remember as risk takers, and, and this is our final thing, as risk takers, God is saying to us as the body of Christ, get up out of the condition that we're in and get over on the other side because God has got blessings not only for you on the other side, but he's got blessings for others. Remove from that mindset being paralyzed with fear. Why? Why do you think the enemy got you paralyzed or me paralyzed with fear? Because he don't want you to have what God has for you. Amen. He does not want you to have, and I'm not talking about uh, materialistic things. I'm talking about spiritual things, and God will add whatever is needed, whatever, whatever resource that you need. When, you, when we get up out of that stupor or that condition we're in, God will provide every resource that we need. Because, look, on the other side, 
what happened? All that stuff that they needed was right there. The enemy had it. The enemy had it. The, just think about what all that God has for us on the other side if we would just step out on faith and do God's business. Amen? People are waiting on you and I. People are awaiting. Amen? People are awaiting on you and I. And we got to be able to hear the Spirit when He speaks. And when He speaks, Brother James, we got to get to stepping. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Risk takers. Amen. 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 How many of y'all want to be a risk taker today? A risk taker. Because who wants to stay on that same old condition? Oh, I'm just going through. They've been going through. Nothing happened, but I'm going through. God said, get up! He said, I got work for you to do. He said, I got work for you to do. Work for you to do. Well, I don't have enough money. God said, I ain't worried about your money. You ain't got enough to do what I want you to do. He said, you just get to stepping, and everything that you need, he said, I will provide. And I'm not talking about something I didn't read. I'm talking about something I know. How do you think that, that, that this, this place with a small handful of people were able to bless all these other states when they're flooded out? When you look at the money that we take, there's no way. There's, there's, that's an impossibility. Louisiana was just excited. The people down there in, in the lower part of the state, when they, when they got 